0: Welcome to Dice and Suffering, home of more chaos than we have Dice, and we have a lot of Dice. Dice and Suffering presents Into the Waste episode 19, Repentance. Previously on Into the Waste. Sanphir Maramai perished at the hands of Kalreo moments after holding his son for the first time. He awoke, to find himself trapped in a time loop, forced to relive his death over and over again, regardless of how the world changed around him. After a frank conversation with his apparent murderer, San awoke in a facility. His father Cormac, and an Azamar doctor called Lena, Looking after him. Somehow, San is alive once more. But how? And why? Let's find out. And we kind of resume right there of the fact that Lena, Lena kind of sees the like the stare off between the pair of you, <laughs> and it's just like gonna go check on stuff kind of vacates the room in that no and Cormac kind of looks at. he like pulls out like a you know like the dentist stools they have that like wheel yeah they can aggressively lean over you and be like why don't you floss more because I don't leave me alone but no Cormac kind of sits on a stool and kind of He wheels close enough that you can have a conversation, but not too close as to be in your space. Still lean back slightly in our way. Yeah, he does kind of hit the buckles on the the straps on your arms. So you can at least kind of sit up freely without... The chair's at an angle anyway. But it's a bit more freedom of movement. He hasn't taken all of them off yet. Because you know, last time you saw each other, you tried to kill each other. It was a, it was reasonable at the time. It was reasonable, and you know, you didn't you spared him, so he kind of puts all of that down, and just kind of gestures at your arm, and it's like, "I recommend not pulling those out without leaning back to observe." Why am I here? As
1: in, I died. You know that, and I know that. Why am I here?
0: And it's like, like there's a dark look that goes across his face at the mention of your death. Yes, I, I know you died. It's something I never want to relive. But I guess... after our conversation and your willingness to disarm yourself and your general you-ness even in the face of everything I've done I guess I didn't want you to die there so I took a chance Lena's tried this sort of thing before but it's never worked. But you know, I thought maybe if I had a chance to bring you back and to give you some modicum of a life, I owed you at least that and more. You can see on Sam's face that doesn't
1: really know how to process this given his relationship, with Cormac has always been a difficult one.
0: To say the least.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't. Even after everything, I couldn't bring myself to kill you. It's just... I couldn't. I didn't... I didn't really want to hurt you, either. Despite all the things that have occurred... In my own childhood. I just couldn't. Maybe that makes me weak. Who's to say?
0: It doesn't. Nothing excuses the actions I've taken. But I think I can give you some answers at least.
1: to what
0: might I ask anything why I hurt you what happened to your mother why I brought you back how I brought you back what my intentions were with Orion everything start from the
1: top then Why did you take Orion?
0: Originally, it was... so Louis discovered where Annika and Orion were. I actually had known for a while, but they weren't doing any harm. And as much as a bastard as I am, I wouldn't hurt a newborn and his mother. So Louis found out, wanted to drag Annika back here in chains. When we found them, Annika was... Annika had a horrific fever. She was weak, barely making sense, barely able to stand. Orion had started to catch something as well, and... so Louis... Sir... I know what I did isn't any better, but so Louis wanted to kill them both. I managed to convince him that we'd take Orion and raise him, as his words were as an example to you two, but in doing that, I I sentenced Annika to the Institute. Why could
1: you never just let us be?
0: Honestly, I'm not sure anymore. I This is going to sound like a cop-out, but I think there's something wrong with me. It's probably not the right time, but can I insight check that? Yes, you can. You can insight check any of his statements. I just feel like even now, San would be pretty
1: suspicious of any health points oh, after Cormac's yeah. mouth. Ooh, San's good at insight. I'd like say 24. He is being genuine thus far. Say something wrong. Are you sick?
0: I, I don't. It's not a sickness of the body. It's. Something in here isn't right anymore. It hasn't been right in a long time. And until you stood there and you spoke to me rationally and calmly in face of all my vitriol, I didn't see anything wrong with it.
1: Why did you send me away when I was,
0: when I was still a child? Do you remember when I was young? Not when I was young, when you were young. Especially like in the year leading up to when I sent you away that I had to do more and more trips into Myrinth. Yes. Every time I came back from there I took out my rage and my anger and my cruelty from dealing with that cesspit of snakes on you. And it kept getting darker and worse. And then, I don't know what possessed me to send you away, but a voice in my head, that little inner voice in my head told me to send you away because otherwise I might go too far.
1: But you always let me believe it was my fault.
0: I know. I don't have an excuse for that. You treated
1: me better than you did, but only barely.
0: Yeah. It's a depressing statement to go, hey, I'm a shit father, but at least I didn't kill my son in an act of rage.
1: Is that why, as a child you would beat me, and lock me down in the basement.
0: Yeah. All I was was anger, and... you were the only one who was around me. And... for whatever fucked up reason at the time, I thought you deserved it. I don't now.
1: if my mother was alive would things have been different
0: I don't know Sanfu I tried to save your mother tried this exact way actually if I came back from
1: the Priory as the perfect example of your son I followed and Sir Louis' plans to a team. Would things have been different?
0: No. There was nothing you could have done to stop what happened. I... Whatever... Whatever Dolor's plan was, it stood in... You were in my way. I would have used any mistake, any slip-up, any hint of going back on into those behaviours to bring you down.
1: I always assumed you hated me. Hated me for being born. Hated me for my mother's death.
0: I think... The old me did. I don't, but that doesn't make up for what I've done up until now. All I wanted
1: in my life. I wanted to take Annika away from Sir delightful home. And raise our family in safety. And I couldn't even have that. That's
0: what I'm trying to give you now. So Louis is dead. And I am Well, I am who I am now.
1: I wasn't going to stop Annika from making the choice that she did. That was her call to make. I know. But if you're here, you're just keeping control of everything.
0: I'm assuming in my absence, Ezra's stepped up. Sam
1: can't help it, he just starts there's just this small smile on his face now trying to imagine old man Ezra in charge
0: as his eminence is
1: Nance. well as a child Ezra was always very very good to Sam, Sam usually looked up to him like a grandfather figure because he had no other positive role models in his life yeah. so he used to spend a lot of time hanging around in that old shack behind just it's almost amusing to him think Ezra the man that everybody scorns so long just in a position of power I'm sure he'll do well
0: even if they don't support him now if if I choose to stay away or if something happens to me my will will be executed and he is named as the inheritor of my positions of power and a fraction of my wealth. What do you mean if something happens to you? We live in dangerous times, Sanfir It's... I mean, you have you've seen firsthand everything that's going on in this island. I've stepped away from whatever was encouraging me to be evil, to be cruel, to be a monster. I don't think it likes... I don't think whatever it is will like that and let me go so easily. What are you going to do next? Well... Get you up on your feet properly. Get you out of here. Give you transport to wherever you want to go. And I guess... I don't really know. I I can't just go back to running sermons anymore. Maybe I'll go exploring.
1: make you happy
0: I don't know what'll make me happy Zanfya because well when you have enough grief and rage and regret on your back there's very little that can shift that and I've done too much wrong to ever clear that ledger
1: I'm just lays back a bit in the chair. You know, it's almost funny. When I was very small, before things got the way they did, I wanted to be just like you. I wanted to take over from you when I became an adult.
0: You would have been great at it.
1: uh, never quite had your skill with people
0: you had the compassion I lacked though I can talk circles around people but when it comes to connecting with what they really want and how they're feeling that was always you that was always Hannah
1: I always wondered if... I know I asked this only a minutes ago, in a roundabout way. Did you blame me for that death at all?
0: Looking back on it, I transferred my grief as rage onto you, but... No, I have never blamed you for her death. Didn't even blame the unborn child for her death. It was a chaotic series of events, and sometimes you are just helpless to stand there and watch. And I guess that helplessness turned into rage, and that was put onto you.
1: Why did you let them arrest me? You know I'd never lay a hand on alica
0: I don't really have an answer for that. I just went along with it. I went on with Sir Louis's plan. He wanted you out the way He wanted to control Annika. I shamed his family. He shamed his family. He was just bitter, because in choosing Annika and getting her away from him and taking yourself out the equation, he lost an opportunity to climb the ladder, as it were. Marrying one of his children to you would have cemented his ties to Aenor. Increased power and, I don't know, he probably would have tried to overthrow me or something. I wouldn't have put it past him. Yeah, he'd have failed. He was a very good combat. Very good at combat, but rather shit when it came to political manoeuvring. I threw a spanner in the
1: wrench by running off with the daughter he treated like a maidservant.
0: Yep. Because you exposed his secret. Oh. It was an unspoken truth amongst the nobility in Aenor that Annika was his daughter, not just a maidservant. But the common populace didn't know exposing that by choosing her and marrying her and then lips started to go and suddenly all his election chances went down the drain you know even annika if
1: annika wasn't there i still wouldn't have been able to marry Cecilia. you do know that yes
0: i know that now in the moment, I just thought you were being insubordinate for the sake of it.
1: But I don't understand. My son is a tiefling. and yet you would have taken him and ra- taken him in and raised him.
0: Or Sir Louis would have. Sir Louis wanted to try. What Salome wanted to use Orion as the test subject for that formula. He and some others, a Lord Argon in the city, have been collaborating together for a couple decades now about how to transform teethlings to humans, because they see them as filth. Do I remember Lord Argon and his connection to Dakota? Yes, you do.
1: You see San's eyes now, just a little bit. Is
0: that so that's. I don't know how far they got with their research, but I know they wanted a younger test subject. Then, as they put it, the detritus of society. Lord Argon had a test subject. You did. You remember the young girl with us when we came up? Oh, the feisty teethling. Not teeth. No, wait, no, that was Annika. Feisty human? It's Dakota. (laughs) She was a
1: teethling. She's Lord Argon's daughter.
0: Oh. I thought Isabella died in. Died in the birthing bed.
1: I don't know the full story, but we've met Lord Argon. It's a mess. It's Dakota's story to tell, not mine.
0: Is he dead at least?
1: As far as I know.
0: Well, that's at least two of the people who are involved Sir so Louis wanted to use Orion as like a base for the test subject I wouldn't have allowed that I know I've done terrible things but I would not have allowed that but I needed more time to maneuver the pieces such that I could take Sir Louis out without anyone getting suspicious of me
1: the man had more money than he did brain cells
0: his family were on my side. Let's get He'd crossed a line after when he wanted Annika and Orion killed. That's his family drew a line there. They turned a bit of a blind eye. They turned a blind eye to her treatment growing up, but to kill an infant was where they couldn't stand for it any longer.
1: I suppose there would have been consequences if they'd had any say in how Annika was treated.
0: Looking into it now, that house is built on an atmosphere of fear.
1: You said Lord Lord Argon and Siluria, were two of them.
0: Who were the others? I don't know the names of the others. Lord Argon is the one so Louis would regularly have a have a written accord with so I'd catch glimpses of the letters but I know there are at least 3 more Do you know anything more about them One of them I know one of them Oh where were they I know one of them is some kind of alchemist based off the erin isles in the northeast i think one of the um i don't know which one honestly but one of the high-ranking officers in the scarlet mountain correctional institute is involved more often than not the teethling prisoners would disappear there so someone has to be involved one there's someone in myron that despises magic of all kinds and since teethlings are inherently magical they deem them the scum of the earth
1: just draw a big circle around that so i know it's all together I notes are starting to look like one of those crazy boards with all the strings and photos. I suppose now that I'm here, I could just go home. Although that might give Annika the shock of her life.
0: I mean, we can send a... can send a raven ahead. I
1: also need to know that my compatriots are okay.
0: Well, you're not fully back to 100% yet. Erin needs to do a few more investigations, and we need to set up some sort of process for you to be able to continue to access that pointing at the purple liquid. That's what's keeping me alive? Essentially, it's keeping the corruption from spreading.
1: I do have one more question. And if you can answer it truthfully, then no matter what the answer is, what kind of limit has this put on my life?
0: I don't know what the. We're in uncharted territory here, son. You are the first subject this has worked for. All I want to know is that I'm likely to see Orion
1: and any other children we may have grow up.
0: As long as you have access to this fluid, you will live your normal lifespan. It can't stop you from growing old. It can't stop you from getting injured. But it can keep can keep whatever's darkness is in your blood from your time in the waste from consuming you. And if it does consume you? Well, most likely you'll die. Give me an insight check there.
1: seeks knowledge that's a 27 <laughs>
0: 18 plus 9 cleric dad he trails off after the um. after the most likely he's leaving something out
1: I thought you just said I thought I just asked you to tell me honestly what else is there? I've made it this far. I've relived my own death several times over. I think you owe me this much.
0: I am trying, Sanfir. okay? I've watched you die in my arms. It's not easy to elaborate on these things and point out how fragile you are right now. Some of the few- you are the only sane survivor of this. Others have awoken healed but something has snapped and they become rabid and cruel and unhinged. Okay. That's That's what I
1: needed to know. San will just watch him go, just still sat back in the chair, but not really making any sort of
0: attempt to move at the moment. Yeah, he kind of opens the metal door with a little window in it. And you see, like, it's like an underground stone corridor that goes into another open room that you can't quite make out anything else in. And it's quiet for a few minutes, and he comes back in with the tawny-winged azimar Lena in tow, who's in like makeshift scrubs. Oh, it's very much like. See this doctor's jacket? I have torn holes in it because my wings cannot fit. Oh, so there's little tufts, like oh. that's adorable. We stand, Lena. <laughs> we stand pretty wings. Yeah, we pretty wings. Okay. Uh, right. I'm going to be as honest with you in all of this as possible. We need, to, we need to put you under one more time, just to check that the corruption has stopped regressing. It'll be for 24 hours and if nothing goes wrong, fingers crossed, praise spontaneous, etc., then we'll be able to medically clear you and we can try and move you out, as it were. Okay,
1: before you do that, do you have any paper laying around?
0: I, I I can grab some in the next room if you want.
1: There's a chance I won't make it, isn't there?
0: There's always a chance with this kind of thing, Sanfer. It's. I just doesn't say
1: to my wife one last time, and that's when he starts just welling up just a little bit, like I am now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Method acting,
1: baby. I'll
0: I'll, I'll get you some. We'll get you some paper and things, and if there's any, like, we have most of your stuff in the other room. If there's anything in there you want to send, we can make up a little parcel, just in case. Do I still have the bouncy ball in my hand? You still have a blue bouncy ball in your hand, yes. Maybe this. Okay. Kind of clicks at Cormac. And he scuttles off to go get it. His eminence is, is this lady's bitch. <laughs> Cormac scuttles back in, gives you some paper and a quill. Well, it's not a quill, it's like a pencil. It's like a graphite stick. Because, you know, quill, ink, ink and quills are kind of dumb. And he has like a makeshift envelope that's like it's like those thicker envelopes for when you need to send more than just a card. Yeah. It's the old-timey version of that. Lena and Cormac go, I don't know, stand in the corner on idle. <laughs> he thinks for a
1: while about how to um, start it but in the end he just settles with writing out of his name. There are a thousand ways I could start this letter, but I don't think any of them will be right. So, you'll have to excuse this mess that it's probably going to be. I imagine you weren't going to hear from me again, so this might come as a bit of a surprise. But honestly, I'm not sure if this will be the last time I'll ever be able to contact you. I'm not even really sure what I want to say. But then well, all the obvious things. But the time I had with you was some of the best of my life. I'd never known what it was to feel positive emotions before that point. It was like living in darkness for so long and then finally seeing the light. Part of me just wanted to fill this page with I love you over and over again. But there's still so much I want to say. But I don't know if I'm going to be around much longer to say any of it. (laughs) If I make it through this, I'll come back and tell you everything in person. But, I'm not sure if that's going to be possible. At this point, he's probably already halfway to paper. At the moment, I'm running out of time. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where I'm going to go from here. I'm hoping one day I'll make it home and I'll be able to explain everything to you. And we'll be able to carry on just like we always wanted. To build our lives and raise our family. But if I don't make it, and as much as I want to keep optimistically hoping, Things aren't looking too good. I've been bought back, but I don't know how long for. If I don't make it back, I want you to know that you truly were the best thing that ever happened to me. For a long time, you were the only positive in my life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything that happened in the cathedral. I'm sorry I bought you off through this. And I'm sorry I might not get to see her I and grow up. Uh. <laughs> making myself emotional
0: but probably will be crying onto the paper as well which breaks my heart yes why did I write this <laughs> what have I done
1: I hope I'll be back soon but if not I want you to have a happy life a long and happy life. I love you. And I always will. Even through this lifetime and the next. And all will after. Sampia. He's gonna probably still write the ones or Orion as well. Yeah. I am Kerry. I'm going to turn this both into weeping nurses by the end of this. I <laughs> love to cheese just be like,
0: ah.
1: Are you two okay? No.
0: Why are you crying? We can't tell you. <laughs> it's spoiler
1: stuff. But we start. He's going to fold up the letter to Annika and just kind of roughly start wiping at his eyes. He's not embarrassed, but Cormac and Lena have probably seen it. But it still feels, I suppose it feels like a moment of weakness. And he's so used to having to hide, that.
0: Lena does offer you a box of tissues. Thank you. And then goes back to being idle.
1: <laughs> San sits her for a bit longer trying to compose the words, to the son he's only ever met once, is when he starts, to Orion, my son. The day I heard that I was going to be a father was one of the best days of my life. I was nervous, but also so desperately excited couldn't wait to meet you. Mother and I spent hours trying to pick a name. We wanted something strong. If you're a boy, or beautiful. If you were a girl, or, you know, whomever you turned out to be. Because of the way things turned out. I wasn't able to be there when you were born. And The first and only time I got to hold you was, unfortunately, right before I perished. But for those few moments, I got to hold you and to look into your eyes. Even though I don't suppose you really knew who I was. felt that connection, that love. I'm getting told my son for the first time. It was indescribable knowing that you were here and you were real. I'm writing this to you because. Whilst I may not be, I, I perished, as I said, and I've been brought back for just a moment, but I might not be lucky enough to get to see you grow up. And I just want you to know that Whoever you turn out to be, when you make your mother proud, I want you to know that I'll be proud of you too. And I'll be watching you from wherever I may be at that point. And I'll be so proud to know that you are my son. And I'm sorry if this is the last contact you have with me. I tried to be there for you, but um, things beyond my control stopped that. And I'm glad I got to meet you, even if it was only the once. I don't come back and I don't ever get to see you again. Take care of your mother. Two of you are the light of my life. And even though we only met once, just know that I will always love you. From Sam Pierre, your father. So after Sam's written his letters and tried not to cry over them
0: too much, I'm just gonna fold them off and put them in the envelope. Lena will kind of take the envelope. Mutter something to Cormac, who writes the exact address of the cottage you were at, so we clearly knew where you were. Yeah. <laughs> Sam
1: well, you send them can you can you put this in there as well and he holds up the blue bouncy ball
0: I thought about getting her eye one of those
1: just it's just something for kind
0: of tucks it in You sign the seal on the back so she knows it's you because I can't forge your signature.
1: And Sam so will sign the back of the envelope. So, like, probably biting his left bit at this point, just trying his hardest not to break down completely. Nina
0: if. You can start and I'll go post these. Whilst it's still, whilst there's still some light outside. Okay. Quiet oh, kind of scuttles away. And Lina approaches you and is like, Well, huh? I'm just going to put you to sleep. It's not like anything dramatic. I'm not going to hit you with a frying pan or anything. Okay. It's just magic, so... But, you know, I prefer people's verbal consent.
1: Okay. I was going to say something else, but... He just can't find the words at the moment.
0: I know you probably don't think it after all he's done, but he does care for you.
1: I always wanted to hate him after everything. But I just couldn't. It's
0: because despite everything, you turned out a good man. He will always be proud of that. Lena kind of gives you a softer smile. And just kind of takes your hand and just kind of mutters something. And you feel. It's like when you lay your head onto freshly washed sheets. It's kind of that soothing, kind of yes. Kind of just wash over you and your eyes shut naturally rather than forcefully. And the sounds of her shuffling around fade quickly. And dramatic time noises. Except not that noise, obviously. You come to with... Well, it's a bit of a start, honestly. Because being under sleep spells or drugs or anything, it's there's always a moment where you're awake, but you're still fighting it. You're held under enough that it's... that weird semi-conscious state. And you get snapped out of it by alarms blaring. And bright like bright lights kind of flashing and kind of wince and open your eyes and then I've shut them again because it's fucking bright and you come to and everything's on emergency lighting everything's bathed under like a red glow yeah because in each ceiling there are four emergency lights yeah one in each corner And they're all just kind of pulsing, slowly. And there's a distant alarm. And give me a perception check.
1: Okay.
0: 18 plus 5. San is on alert. Alert, alert. In the room with you is Cormac, who is horridly who has brought, like, a chest of stuff in and is digging through it, and Lina, who is rapidly unhooking you from the various medical equipment. What, what
1: What's happening? What's going
0: on? Cormat kind of looks up from where he's thinking, oh, Sam, you're awake, good. Oh, I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but we need to get out of here, so... I've got, I've got enough doses here to last you... Well, to last you the rest of the year, really. And then obviously, I've I've marked the locations of where I've stashed more, and I'll put that with your stuff. We have almost all your stuff here. If you wanna put on, like, you know, actual clothes rather than what you're wearing. Just Um, just kind of generic patient. Some will get dressed. There is a privacy screen. (laughs) transition yeah lena kind of lena has to like grab you briefly before you go behind the privacy screen just to take out the iv <laughs> before you try and put a shirt on or something and get tangled just Like, takes it out puts us puts a little plaster over it it has a smiley face on it Ah. And then she starts digging through various things. She's she's more going through, like, the paperwork, and there's the occasional alchemy set and things on the side that she's mm-hmm. turning off, you know, so... If they can come back in here, all her experiments haven't exploded. So that kind of chucks your base... like, your armour and things at you, that you yeah. had before. And all of your belongings, except your longsword, are in the chest.
1: Okay. I will grab
0: all my things that's kind of digging through and he looks up and he sees and he's like uh, there was one thing that you you gave your longsword to Dakota didn't you? yes well uh, a couple days into the whole procedure thing when it seemed clear that you were alive again uh, this one appeared and he kind of pulls out from the bottom of the trunk. It's essentially a mirror inverted version, like, color scheme has been inverted of yeah. your old one. All right, so it still has the timepiece in the corner, but instead of like the blade is now kind of obsidian black, and the pommel is kind of the silver, and then there's a little timepiece in it which is dropping like orange sand. So it is the same. It's basically Donio has seen that you are back and has replaced your sword, as it were. So it still has the bonus damage and magical resistances stuff that you got enchanted before. Yeah. So what is the modifier on it at the moment?
1: The modifier I've got written down... It's, um, it's plus eight to hit, the actual damage, come back, sheet, my tablet's just had a meltdown. Tablet's like, no! No sword for you! No stabby boy for you! Right, let's try that again. What I've got down is, um, it's plus eight to hit, and then the damage is 1d8 plus 1d6 plus four.
0: Yeah, it's now 1d10 plus 1d6 plus four. Yikes, Okay. Well, you know, you die and come back to life, and, best, and God of Time's like, I, I respect that. I respect your hustle. I respect your hustle. Have a better sword. Yikes. <laughs> no, but you have your sword. You have all of these shiny things. And your, you know, belongings. I
1: have my sword and my thwacky stick.
0: Thwacky stick. Thwacky, glowy lightsaber. Hath returned. <laughs> that kind of chucks on his gear. Which is, you know, still a bit singed from the fight you lot had. And Lena's kind of like, I mean, I can teleport out of here, but I obviously can't bring you both with me. So
1: it's fine. I'll, I'll try and make my own way
0: out. Koma kind of looks at you and is like, "I'm coming with you."
1: Oh, cool, father-son
0: adventure. (laughs) Father-son adventure. Look, uh Lena kind of glances and goes, Nothing can get into this floor until obviously we open the door in the other room and go upstairs. So you're fine until you leave this floor, but I I'm guessing Why why now? Why are they attacking now?
1: Who's attacking?
0: When people you when there's a great amount of magic concentrated into one event... People are drawn to it. It's... Part of it. It's... People seek power, whether it's to consume it and add it to their own, or whether it's just, you know... Moths to a flame. It happened... It happened at Camp Elak. it happened with the barrier, it's happened before in the city and on the islands, it's... Big events cause damage and... I'm sure you've noticed that in... Blowing a hole in the barrier... The corruption is spread. It tainted you, it tainted your compatriots anyone who lived near there, anyone whose lives are so thoroughly intertwined with it. Cormac kind of looks at her as she trails off and like, you remember how I said you were the only sane one? Yes. The ones that lose it, the ones that go insane. They either go insane by exposure to the waste and the chemicals and Everything within it, or or they lose it by I don't know divine intervention. We've taken we've taken to calling them the corrupted because that's what they are. But they're drawn to immense power sources of magic, right. and in bringing you back, we've clearly clearly the most powerful thing in the area right now. Lena, you need to go. Not with either of us, because they can track you with us. So just go. If we get out, I'll meet you at supply route B, okay? Uh, Okay. Uh, Elf, your need kind of rummages in a coat and pulls out like an ID card. Hmm. You'll need that for the door to the staircase for each floor. I don't know the password for all the doors, but... The card will get you past most of them. Yeah, take the card. Thank you. Good luck to the pair of you. I I wouldn't recommend a head-on assault with these. Try subterfuge. Try distraction. They're known from te- for tearing people limb from limb. So you know, don't let that happen. Question mark? <laughs> She kind of throws Cormac a look of <laughs> "Look after your son." <laughs> kind of poofs leaving a little tawny feather just behind a
1: weird request but can i pick up the tawny feather
0: yes you now have a tawny feather that i know it's inherently magical it kind of just it feels like there's a constant breeze going through it like their proper burb all hail the burbs To,
1: so he can remember one of the people who helped bring him back
0: Lena go poof Cormac looks at Doran and is like well this is going to go well made it this far that we have okay uh, i got some provisions in the other room so we might as well get those as well Kind of grabs the handle of the door, pulls it open, gestures for you to go through, because it's a heavy door and we'll just shut behind him. <laughs> we'll do that.
1: Just go through.
0: You go through and it's that stone corridor. It's very musty. It's very like the underground earth smell. Mm. It smells like the earth after it rains. Which I kind of like. Yeah, Most hmm. And from what like you can sense it's you're fairly far underground yeah they mentioned last time that you were under the lake district somewhere in a facility yeah. there so. so you know try not to to, to drive straight up because <laughs> you'll drown <laughs> Yeah, i can't breathe underwater
1: unfortunately <laughs>
0: Yes. And even if he could, like, collapsing in a tunnel and then putting the crushing water on you would kill you anyway.
1: This is a fair point.
0: Because we obey physics. Mostly. (laughs) Cormac leads you through to, like, he opens up another heavy door and leads you to the adjoining room, which is, it's like a weird mishmash of a living room, an office and a research room at the same time. There's papers crammed everywhere, there's different like medicinals all around the place. There's like a makeshift sofa bed where he's clearly been sleeping. (laughs) And like ration packs, some of them are open, some of them are closed. All like stacked up.
1: (laughs) Sofa bed makes Sans heart hurt just a tiny bit.
0: It's like, it's clear they've be- both been living there for quite a while. Did I-, that- I told you last time how long you were there for, weren't you? Or-
1: Never, because I was just gonna have yes. sand time to Cormac. How long have I been in here? Uh,
0: well, you died? me several days to get you here. It's been about six weeks.
1: Simon's just a little bit shook. It's a long time.
0: I thought I was too late, honestly, in getting you here, but... Part of you held on, I guess.
1: you always talk to me as a desperately stubborn child
0: for once I'm grateful for it there is like a ladder in the corner and like a hatch that has a keypad on it that's the way up we're we're five floors down currently okay this used to be well it used to be a research facility but it also used to be a part-time resistance base they've moved to a different one there's a lot one a lot bigger under the other lakes so it's mostly fallen into disuse but outside contractors as it were do a lot of their work here. Out there's
1: an immense amount of danger. What's the chances we both make it through this?
0: You're making it through this.
1: That's not what I asked. Not high, Sanfu. Comeck can probably see like all of San's conflicting thoughts going back and forth at the moment. There's still that I want I desperately want to hate you for everything you've done. But he can also probably see that San it's not in San's nature to be a hateful person. San is if I can say it myself, San is a good person. Yes. So you're just expecting me to leave you to die if it comes to it?
0: If it comes to it, and it's between me and you, I will always choose you. I'll do my best to make sure that doesn't happen. Well, I'm not aiming to die, but
1: despite everything, you don't deserve to be torn limb from limb. (sighs) Some part of me, some little part of me, despite everything that happened, wanted things to turn out okay. I think we just... I want- I desperately wanted us to be a family again. I want you to know your grandson. any
0: others i'm not going to try and die zanfyr if i can i will get us both out of here and i'll step back from aenor i'll be the family man i was supposed to be I want you to know this, though. If anything does happen to me, portion of my funds go to helping Ae'nor, portion of them go to Ezra, and the rest go to you, Annika, and Orion. Go. I, can...
1: well, I can probably see San wants to... It's <sighs> not so much argue. But I suppose he's been through too much to be like, no, this isn't happening. Sans... and his like, squeaky clean wholesomeness. He's come too far for that now. Now he knows there's a strong possibility that Cormac's going to die. But he's still not ready to accept that.
0: That's only in the worst case. But... If it eases your heart slightly, it's the will's been like that since you escaped prison.
1: That's I'm just welling up just a tiny
0: bit again. Come kind of tucks some ration packs into his bag and gestures for you to grab some if you want them which i will do so okay and he kind of he clambers up the ladder you hear like the quiet beeping as he types in some sort of code and you hear the lock depressurize and snips backwards And he clamber[s] up. You see, like you see, like the rotation where he's like scanning, like a meerkat, <laughs> and clamber[s] up and sticks his head down. It's like there's no one in here. Sand
1: so just not
0: in out and makes his own way up. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Ladder climb, woo! And because there's no one in the room. Because Cormac rolled really fucking well on his perception check. I won't make you roll stealth in case there was someone in the room to hear you. Teamwork. Father Son observant. <laughs> father Father Son escaped the death facility. <laughs> Wait a minute.
1: That's a maybe? <laughs> Question mark?
0: I mean necromancy is typically frowned on. <laughs> I mean
1: yes. I, can, I, I mean, can you did that. all
0: incinerate Josh, so.
1: Poor, poor Josh.
0: Uh, feisty little shits you are. No, he, you clamber up and you emerge into what is essentially like a really big storeroom slash file room. Mm. Like there's cabinets, there's loads of dusty cabinets. The Dust looks at least several months old. Like at least three months old there's cupboards and things that have like sacks sticking out of them yeah be that of like there's one labeled mail. there's one labeled grain which definitely has some holes chewed in it yeah and there's like one one labeled like sand and you're like why do you need sand it's coarse and dry and gets everywhere <laughs> etc. And there's not really anywhere for people to sit and work in here. It's all very you kind of come in here, yeet the stuff, and leave. Alright. It's like the filing cab it's like the It's like the stock cupboard at schools.
1: Ah yes, where if you want something you'll never find it.
0: Much to my mum's fury. (laughs) It's I just tidied this. Why the fuck is there a pile of folders here?
1: Looks like a tornado's coming through it.
0: And the children aren't even allowed in here!
1: The fuck.
0: Get over here, you grown adults and tidy. <laughs> Give me a perception check. Thank
1: you. Let's this page. San is still somewhat observant. It's 15 plus 5, 30
0: 20 what he gets not as high but. you both kind of freeze as you hear well it's a guttural scream really it's a scream and then just kind of visceral sounds God. and the sounds of some kind of it's like footsteps, only a bit more skittery. Yeah. It's like if Gollum was tap dancing. Well, that's
1: not a disturbing mental image. <laughs>
0: precious! Does it scream precious? <laughs> it does not scream precious. Oh. At least not yet. Oh, God. <laughs> There is no God only precious! But it's, you hear what sounds at least like three different beings. All seemingly like the screeches continue. They seem to be fighting over something. Yeah. Because you hear like, you hear a cry, then you hear like fists hitting flesh. And like bones cracking and something dripping. And you're like, I don't like this. And you know what? I'll, you kind of both peek out and the doors are, most of the doors are open. Like you can see out the little window of this door. Yeah. But on, you can make out another lab looking room on your left at the junction, one on your right at the junction. And straight ahead of you through an open door is what you were guessing was some kind of sleep quarters before. Like they're all dusty bunk beds and things stacked up. Yeah. Problem is, is kind of in the middle there's essentially just kind of a circle. It's a circle of flesh, really. There are the bodies of Potential workers, potential scientists, you're not sure. Kind of scattered around the place. Some of them have been torn apart. Some of them just look like they got hurled into a wall and snapped their necks. Kind of crouched over them are... It's three humanoids. They look like... Two of them are dressed as guards. Like, they're in guard uniforms, but it's saturated with blood and viscera and stuff. And then there's one that looked like it was supposed to be some kind of captain. Like, he's wearing slightly nicer, but there's a massive tear across the chest now. Yeah. And they all... They're all kind of hunched in a way that, like, holding their head up is painful. Yeah. Like, you can see on a couple of them... You can see on one of them, like, their shoulder's been dislocated, but they don't care. Another has, like, a bone sticking out somewhere. Doesn't care. The leader is, like, bleeding freely from the chest, but isn't giving a shit. Yeah. And they kind of all... You just catch a glimpse, because you're both being subtle, and you're both just kind of watching, and are like, what the fuck? But the main thing you can see from them, apart from you know, the feral behaviour. Yeah. Is they all have black pits for eyes. <laughs>
1: is it safe for Sand, to put two and two together and say, yes, these are the corrupted?
0: Cormac kind of quietly swears and you realise their little pile of meat is directly between you and the staircase to the next floor shit and i'll end there just because i can and i'm a bitch yeah. Yeah. next is this time revenge is this revenge skip. for my emotional letters nah this is it's a good it's a good stopping point thank you for listening to this episode of Dyson suffering if you enjoyed it check out everyone involved in the description and find the rest of the episodes on all podcasting platforms or at themindgame.org and may your dice rolls go well though we all know they won't